Hi, welcome to Healthy, Fit, and Pain-Free Pittsburgh. I'm your host, Ryan Wade, here with Dr. Tyler Bordick. Of course, uh, today we wanted to dive in to the topic of why we're all kind of our own worst enemy in our health and, and why we tend to self-sabotage and, and just where does that come from? I think we, we have an understanding, at least Dr. Tyler and I do, of, you know, this is something that everybody struggles with. If you're struggling with it right now, self-sabotaging your health is not something um, that is a you problem. It is an everybody problem. And I think if we just aim to get a better understanding of why we do the things that we do and, and where kind of these thoughts come from, we can get ahead and be a little proactive. I know on the last podcast, we talked about the proactive nature of health and why that's so important. But um, Doc, how's it going, man? It's going good, man. It's been a good week. It's been a good week. Beautiful day out there of November. Beautiful day in November. It's about 75 degrees. It's, it's wonderful. Um, but, you know, why, let's just dive right into it. You know, the, I think the first thing that I think about whenever I think about people self-sabotaging is this champion, I call it like a championship mindset or a champion's mindset. And it's, it's the fact that people will think that their health is like this, it has this like finite end to it. Uh-huh. Right, and maybe it's different in the PT world and, and dealing with injury, you know. But nope, nope. <laughs> fair, enough. Right. fair enough. But you know, I think it comes from this champion mindset. What I mean by the championship mindset is basically like, you know, there are so many athletes out there in the world, right? And they're all aiming to be the gold medalist, the champion, to right? Win. To, to win, win, to win, win the day, right? But yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that even most champions, they, they lose 20% of their, their matchups, mm-hmm. right? And so if we look at it, but people think they need to go undefeated in their health. They need to do everything perfectly yeah. is what I'm trying to get at, right? And whenever we try to do everything perfectly, what do we do? We, we don't do everything perfectly, no, no. <laughs> right? So, you know, let's, let's start off by instead of just aiming, I think the easiest place to go is obviously the diet. And yeah. the part in, in, in the, in the eating, it's like, well, I got to cut out carbs and I got to drink the gallon and a half of water and I can only eat so many grams of protein and, and, yeah. and no sugar, right? No alcohol, please. Yeah. Right. I think we were just talking to a friend of ours who was like, I'm only going to eat chicken and rice for like three months, the first three months of the year. We both kind of just laughed. Shout out to Rob. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was, yeah. Good. Thanks for the fodder, Rob. Um, but the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, most champions lose a minimum of about 20% of their matchups. Mm-hmm. And so when we look at what greatness kind of is, if you look at it an athletic example of greatness, right? Why don't we take that same mentality to our health of, well, it's okay to lose about 20, 25% of the time. Why do you, why do you think that is? So, you know, I really, anymore, if you, um, Anymore, if you look around, like everything's kind of this do or die mentality. You know, it's like you gotta wake up, you gotta win the day all day. Um, you know, if you lose, a lot of times, like we're we're just afraid of failure, right? Like, you know, we go to school and if we get an F on a test, we failed. You know, if we get an F in the class, we failed. And there's really no quote unquote win to that. And I think a lot of times that's what happened. Whenever we try to diet or whenever we try to improve our fitness, get smarter. Um, Ryan is standing on a chair right now. I can't reach the microphone unless I stand on the chair. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like we, that gets in our mind that like we we have to win every day. Because if not, like it's failure. And the same thing with 
losing weight. You know, I mean, I, and I say this out of out of my own mistakes. You know, I, there used to be a time where if I weighed myself in every week and I didn't drop at least one pound, I just look back and like I lost that week. Like that could have been a week that I had more to drink, or I could have ate more carbs, or I could have cheated more on my on my diet. But or I, I could have treated myself better. Yes, is what you're trying to say. Exactly. And that's the thing, and I think that's right there is the linchpin that we run into is that we we should treat ourselves better. We should have a little bit more grace with ourselves when it comes to this journey because that's what it is. It's a journey, you know, and you're going to have those wins and losses, but that creates a team in the end. So what do you think, Ryan? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think that when we are looking at the terms of treating ourselves better, I, I think most of the time we think that just because it's healthier, right? Or it feels healthier, which very much part of the time can be more restrictive, mm-hmm. right? That it's actually, you know, we need to get a better definition of, of what treating ourselves better really looks like, you know? And I yeah. think that when we're, when we have this mentality, this championship mentality of we have to do everything perfectly, we treat ourselves like absolute dog shit. Correct. In our, in our brain, right? In our mind and, and where we believe your, your performance and your, your continuation of health really starts is how much self-belief do you have? How much consistency can you build? And it all starts with how, how much grace can you have with yourself? How happy can you make yourself without having the ultimate goal of what you're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. right? Because I mean, I'm sure we've all read the self-help book that's like, oh, well, so you're going to be happy when you get the money. You're going to be happy when you lose the weight. You're going to be happy when you buy the house. You're going to be happy when you get the job. What about now? Yep. Right? What about now? What about, isn't the point of life to be happy and to have it worth living? And so when we're looking at health, we can really stop ourselves in our tracks by having this mindset. And I think, you know, it would really benefit anybody who's listening to before you, or maybe you're in the, maybe you're in uh, process of your health journey. Maybe you're just getting started. Um, maybe you're restarting. That's okay, right? But maybe we should start and think about, okay, how can I treat my mind better before I start this process? How can I focus on being happy during the process? Because we're probably gonna see a lot better results if we can enjoy and be happy and not have to rely on an objective or a subjective outcome. Objective, subjective, sorry. Yeah. Um, to be able to, to give us happiness, right? Because I think a lot of the times we think about losing weight, but it's like, well, why did I start wanting to lose weight? Because I was unhappy, right? So I was unhappy being heavy that doesn't mean you can't be happy being heavy, mm-hmm. right? But maybe if you adopted happiness, it would help you do the, the take the actions and, and eat better and exercise more consistently and, and give yourself credit for that just along the process. What do you think? Well, I think too, a lot of the time it comes down to expectations. Um, we always start off these false expectations. Like for instance, um, you know, most people get inspired, a lot of people get inspired to lose weight by, you know, they, they see this magazine article, they see someone on a website or they, you know, they go to the beach and they see someone there and they automatically think like, you know, they, they get this expectation that's what you're supposed to look like. Well, I can tell you at one point I was 4% body fat chiseled to the gills and I was not happy. Like I was not a happy person and you automatically assume that. And, you know, and these expectations are always to this going to be a straight and narrow 
you know, path to success, which we both know doesn't happen. I couldn't tell you, you know, we've had so many members here. For instance, um, you know, I've, I have one person I'm working with right now online who she stalled out and she was starting to get a little bit discouraged. She thought, you know, we're, you know, we're running into a little bit of trouble now. And we just looked at her life. We're like, let's just keep going through. You know, we're kind of in a little bit of a crunch right now because of schedule. And eventually she broke through that and she started to lose that weight again. Or she starts, you know, she started to get stronger. We have another member here who, um, you know, she wasn't really seeing a lot of weight loss at first. And that started to kind of discourage her a little bit. However, her golf game was going up. Her bowling game was going up. She's doing great outside of here. And she's kept on it, kept on it. And then the other day she comes in and she lost 12 pounds. You know, and, and if you go off that expectation that you're supposed to lose this amount every week, that you're supposed to look this certain, that you're supposed to look this certain way by three, you know, this arbitrary of three months that you're doing this, well, that's really where the disappointment's going to come. And that's, you know, we're looking at the wrong things here. There's always a stat that kind of sticks out in my mind, and that is stress can delay healing by up to 60%. Now, I don't know the source off the top of my head, but that's an actual real data number taken, taken from a, a very um, very reputable source, right? Um, I have it in my notes, but not in front of me. Um, but I think when we talk about healing, right, uh, in, a, in a injury rehabilitation world, it's, it's easy to understand healing. Mm-hmm. Right. It's easy to understand. I, I feel pain. I do not feel pain. I am injured and ha- don't have function. I am better and, and have more function. Mm-hmm. Right. But when we're talking about weight loss, is, is healing not the ability to do things more consistently? Mm-hmm. Is healing not the ability to lose weight at the rate that your body will allow? Yeah. Now, if we are not, if we are under more stress and we are delaying healing, I'm basically saying that our body is going to not play the game with us correctly mm-hmm. and it's going to take longer for us to lose the weight, right? Mm-hmm. The whole cortisol response and, and it's, not, it's just going to put the brakes on our weight loss, mm-hmm. right? And I think a lot of times people don't recognize that. They think it's like this linear path, even though we, everybody knows success is not linear. But when we take into account the thing, just like the themes that we've just started off this podcast with, happiness, mm-hmm. stress, yep. consistency, mm-hmm. process, <laughs> right? Yeah. All of this is is coming together. And I think it's something that we need to start to look at and say, well, this is something we need to wrap our head around before we start diving into working out five days a week, eating, you know, a uh, putting ourselves in, in ketosis, <laughs> you know, and, and restricting our lifestyle because that isn't happiness. No. Right. Anybody you, you, like you said, you did a physique show, you were 4% body fat, right. And you weren't happy. Yeah. Right. And you certainly uh, weren't healthy. Yeah. No, right. No. And I was a wrestler and I had to lose, you know, I've, I've lost upwards of 40 pounds in seven days, right? Like not healthy, not happy. <laughs> okay. But we were doing those for performance reasons. And I think a lot of that's another part of this is that a lot of people kind of take their youth with them mm-hmm. as they go. And they think they have to treat their health as an athlete would, which plays back into the championship mindset. So why do you think people aren't as happy? So what are your thoughts? I think it's, I, it's a culmination of it. I, and I, I hate using the word refusal, but we started talking about it. It's, it's a somewhat of a refusal to acknowledge just how important it is to be proactive in, in, helping your your mental health mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. It, it's that we think that our mind is the strongest muscle 
Yeah. When we put the most stress on it. Yeah. So it may be, maybe it is the strongest muscle, but we sure beat the hell out of it. Mm-hmm. Right. And we don't focus on its recovery. And so when we look at putting, you know, we talk about this all the time, feeding ourselves positive content. Yeah. Because it helps our brain just as feeding ourselves healthy food would, would nourish our body. Right. When we cultivate, you know, some, some great affirmations about who we want to be. And I think a lot about it is self-image. I think a lot about it is, is identity as well. Right. You mean, the, you mean the news doesn't have positive images? No, not now. And if you're listening to this later, we're like two days after the 2020 presidential election. That's the farthest. We're that's go. the farthest we're going to go with that. Um, <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I 100% agree with you there. And uh, you know, I, I think I think a big part of it too. And I always, you know, I talk with people all the time about this, and I say the biggest reason that people don't typically stick to their fitness is because there's there's no draw. There's no magnetic effect to what they're doing. And many times people just want to lose weight because they feel like that's what they have to do. Um, you know, people do like, if, if you know people who do like bulk cuts, people who want to gain weight or get a little bit stronger in the winter and then they try to cut it all off and, you know, going towards the summer and they feel like they have to do that. And eventually they get this this false perception of where they need to be and they start doing a crash diet that they really shouldn't be, you know, that doesn't really interest them. Um, and that's really why people lose that happiness. You know, people don't realize that you can, you can do all the things, you can go out to eat, you can have a few drinks and you can still achieve your goals because it's, it's funny, we almost grow up in this, in this environment where the more pain you go through, the more of a warrior you seem like. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And I think there's also a thing where it's like, every, for some reason, we have to put a due date on everything. Mm-hmm. Why can't this just like, okay, so this goes back to the self-identity point that I was talking about, mm-hmm. right? And it's, it's basically saying that I am starting this new healthy lifestyle because I am not a healthy person, right? And that's mm-hmm. typically what, that's, that's essentially what, most people are telling themselves when they're starting to work out and mm-hmm. eat better and to worry about, you know, their, their mental health and taking time to, to de-stress, right. Mm-hmm. Is, is that I, I'm going to be this new person, right? Yeah. Well, it's usually like, we got to adopt that before. Like you gotta, you gotta believe that you're the healthy person. Mm-hmm. Right. And if, let's say that and just for an example, like you, you were in that position right now. And I said, as the plane drives, flies past, not drives <laughs> past, um, but, you know, if you didn't consider yourself a healthy person, you had X amount of weight to lose, right? And I said, all right, well, I just want you to ask yourself every day, what is, you know, what would a healthy person do every day? And every time you're faced with a decision of whether you should eat the fried sandwich or, the, or you know, something better, mm-hmm. right? And anytime you had the um, thought of, well, I could skip going to my workout today or I could, you know, be consistent mm-hmm. because that's what the healthy person would do. How many times do you think you'd have to do that before you actually turn into a healthy person? Science says 21 days, but um, I don't, I, I don't agree with I that. I don't agree with that either, but it's not as long as we think. And I, I would even go into more argumentation that if you can ask yourself that question, you're already there. Yeah. Right. And so I think that's kind of where we got to start off whenever we're looking at, okay, if I'm trying to actually make a healthy lifestyle, I need to believe that I have the ability, at least the ability to be the healthy person if I don't believe that I am the healthy person. Mm-hmm. And if you can do that, I think you actually are. Yeah. And you don't have to have this champion mindset because 
health is not a it doesn't have a finish line yeah you have one body for your life so you either treat it well for your life or you don't yeah or for <laughs> or for god's sakes too like don't don't try to compensate and i think that's the big pro and i i say this again out of my own mistakes is people just try to compensate they um for instance like if they're if you know they went off their diet a little bit throughout the week they start to really kick up their exercise to try to burn that off and it just puts them in a bad place and they feel like they constantly have to exercise more to burn off the extra excess food or you know we were talking about earlier like cheat meals are for are perfect for instance people say oh well you know the, the, for a while there was this big thing well you know you eat quote unquote clean all week or you have a strict diet all week and then you have a cheat meal on the weekend well the problem with that is cheat meals just, again, they have such a negative connotation with them. Um, you know, no one wants to cheat on their spouse. So why would you think it would be okay to cheat on your diet? But the other problem too is this opens up a door to temptation to where, you know, that's funny, we just went and had sushi and like that's, you start all you can eat sushi and then you get in this place where you're just eating and eating and eating and then you just go down this bad road and then eventually you feel bad about yourself you're like, well, that wasn't what a healthy person was supposed to do. You self-sabotage, and we come back around this full circle again where you feel like a failure. And that's that's not how it is. You know, they always say Michael, it's always interesting that Michael Jordan, the amount of shots that he took um, that he didn't make. Um, because most shots. What's that? He or most, most shots, shots but yeah, most shots in history. He also missed the most shots in history. Also missed the most shots in history. And, you know, that's you and Wayne Gretzky says, you know, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So we can use all those quotes there. But that's the thing. People just need to realize that you're going to have those moments. You're going to have those screws. But honestly, that's just what makes this journey that much more beautiful. And you just have to accept it, forgive yourself and just move forward. Yeah. And I, we're just we're going around and around on a topic that we kind of just briefly touched on in episode zero, which is the reactive and proactive nature of health. Right. And it's it's if you're more proactive about how to treat your mind and how to treat your body on days when you don't have 100%, but you have enough grace in your soul to tell yourself that if I have 60%, I'm gonna give myself 100% of 60% today, right? Mm -hmm. There's nothing, who said there's anything wrong with that, right? Who said there's anything, there's nothing wrong, like some days I just don't have 100%, that's okay, mm -hmm. right? In the long run, if we give 100% every day, we're not gonna make it. Right, we're gonna end up one big overuse injury, right? And it's just not gonna work. And it goes, you know, there's the saying of if you don't make time for your wellness, you're gonna make time for your illness, mm -hmm. right? And it's the same thing. It's and that's when you see me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hundred percent agree with you with that. Absolutely. And if if you don't take the time to recognize that you're gonna make mistakes, recognize that some days you're not gonna have the best day. Some days you're not going to have hundred percent to give. Some days you're going to have more tired or extra stress. Those days you need to know if, and if you've taken the steps beforehand to recognize it and you've done a little preparation, then you can know how to redefine what health, what your health needs on that day. Mm -hmm. Right? Because your health ever doesn't need nutrition and exercise hundred percent of the days. Your health really needs your, your, recovery right it needs exercise and nutrition of course but it also needs things like relationships and positive affirmations mm -hmm. and it needs the ability to recover or else we are going to break down and become sick and get hurt yep 
right? And if we continue to push the issue of I need to be perfect, you won't be. Mm-mm. <laughs> and so, you know, I think this is all very much highlighted with where we've been in 2020, yep. which is sitting at home, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Becoming increasingly frustrated with not being able to do things to 100% of the volume that we had done before. Mm-hmm. Because it's a whole different world. It's a whole different situation. And if we did, if, and most people, I think a lot of people haven't, maybe not most people, but a lot of people haven't taken the, really the time to see like, okay, well, this is a completely different situation. I need to redefine what success is here. Yeah. I need to redefine what health is here. Right. Talk, maybe talk about that a little bit. So, yeah. And, and even, you know, where, where I should spend my time more too, a certain thing. And a lot of times, you know, a good, for instance, is like family. You know, one thing we saw is people hanging out with their families more. And, you know, rather than trying so hard to go to the gym just to fit in your arm day or trying to go just so you get on the treadmill, getting home to where you and your family could go for a walk or just something like that to where you are getting all those cogs in the wheel because essentially that's really what's important. Because if not, Trust me, I speak from experience, you're going to be running around, it's going to stress you out that much more, and you're going to lose everywhere. Sure. Because, I mean, if you're, even if you get to the gym, if you're still that stressed out and you don't get to support your diet like you need to, it's not going to work anyhow. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it kind of falls in, there's there's a a concept I like to talk about a lot, and it's, it's that we can regenerate our energy through rest and we can regenerate our energy through active renewal. And just because we're moving doesn't mean that we're not recovering. Sure. Right. Just because we're going for a walk with our family, instead of going to the gym, the session or the the class that you had scheduled on that day. Mm -hmm. Right. But you didn't, you just didn't have it in yet, but you went and you took a walk with your family. Like how much, positive energy do you get out of that? Like how much more does it bring you? How much space does it give yourself and grace does it give yourself to be able to continue with more consistency down the line? Mm-hmm. Like if that's what's important to you, that's what you, if you value family time, mm-hmm. if you value any, maybe, maybe if you don't even value, cause I just think there's something about being outdoors that naturally recharges your batteries. Yeah. Right. What, you know, why do we do we always fall into the the place of beating ourselves up over doing something different? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think we need to really keep an eye towards that. And I think this whole conversation has been based around being nicer to ourselves. One, yeah, right. Having a positive self belief, feeding yourself positive information, um, feeding. Uh, Prioritizing your recovery and your mental health along your road to more better workouts, getting stronger, losing more weight, eating eating more quote unquote clean, more consistently, whatever that means. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that all these things give us the ability, the energy, and kind of the, a superpower to an extent mm-hmm. to just accept the journey for what it is and start to love it yeah right and there's a it's a greek word it's a greek word yeah, i think it's a greek word nietzsche right which is just no matter what it is right no matter if you wished it or you didn't wish it or what happened in the world just love it yeah because what else are you gonna do you're probably the only other option is is to either accept and ignore or 
to and be to, pissed off all the time exactly and yeah. to dwell over it right yeah. so why don't we just love the process and i think when we can define and not restrict ourselves so much like this pandemic has forced so many people to do feel restricted because we can't go to work because we can't go out to eat we can't we look at all the things we can't do yeah right just like whenever we're we're not feeling the most healthy we think of all the things that we can't do yeah right and so a little proactive Proactivity is that a word? A right. little, a little proactivity. Proactiveness. Proactiveness, sure. Um, really goes a long way. So I think I'd like to wrap this episode up, Doc. Mm-hmm. By just, I, I want to always focus on us giving actionable advice. Yep. Right. So, what are some of the ways that you are mindful in being proactive towards your health, health, <laughs> health, or uh, or you know have learned. Because we both had our struggles mm-hmm. in our fitness journey, mm-hmm. right? Um, what are some of the ways that you've learned to give yourself grace when you don't have the ability to give everything you want to give to it? Or when you had planned to do something healthy and you go have a couple of beers with the buddies because it's what felt better yeah. on that day, right? And yeah. I don't think that's bad. No. So a lot, like, you know, a few things... I a little even homework that you could even think about doing is for one like for so for every day if you are on a health journey right now which you know obviously if you're listening to this you you probably are every night before you go to bed sit there and think of you know at least one if not three things that you did for yourself that day you know even if it's a health you know something that you did towards your health goal but something you did for yourself that day um and then you know Another thing to just understand, and I know you'll laugh at me when I say this, but people do not give two shits about you. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody only cares about themselves. Yep. I, you know, Claire, one of our trainers, and I were talking about this the other day, and not that I want to bring this back again to whenever I did my, um, whenever I was a bodybuilder, but I remember whenever I was in PT class, and we always used to joke that when you're in PT school, you're going to see everyone naked by the end of the year. And whenever I was at that point, I thought, this is going to be amazing. People are going to, you know, I'm going to be ripped. I'm going to be that shredded guy. They're going to use me as the anatomy map because I'm, you know, that's where I'm going to be. Because you're Adonis. Yeah, this is a stupid <laughs> thing that comes in, stu- stupid things that you think about, but I'm not ashamed. Anyhow, um, but it's funny because, yeah, there were a few compliments here and there, but in reality, there was not you know, people don't care. People don't care about you. They don't care where you're at because they're so damn worried about where they're at themselves. And they're so insecure themselves that if you don't find a way to just appreciate your efforts towards your final happiness, then you're just going to end up spinning your wheels trying to impress people who, again, don't care. Don't care at all. Yeah. So. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think? You know, I, I was, while you were talking, I was just thinking about some of the things that I've adopted over the years and, and I kind of cycle through a lot of different things as they feel better and it's it's a, again I think another something we talked on last episode was this thought that your health is this continual editing process right and it's it's not finite it's it's a continual process of, of, of achieving and getting better and failing and getting better and all this and I think that what I prioritize may not be right for everyone but I do think it's important that everyone get some element of a rest. If you're not sleeping well, um, it's usually a byproduct of a lot of other areas of your health uh, and stress culminating to restricting your, your ability to sleep. Um, 
and that's that's importance number one because if we can't recharge our batteries um we'll never achieve the things that we're trying to do and we'll never be motivated uh we'll never feel good right so and how you get to the point of not sleeping is again like i said through a, a, a bunch of different stressors and if you're not a meditator like i i meditate 15 minutes a day Probably whenever I get here, I pull into my parking spot and I, I meditate for 15 minutes before I come in. It allow I know that because the form of meditation I do is is formulated to clear my mind because I I'm a fast thinker. I have a lot of thoughts. Um, I have a lot of goals. I have a, a lot of responsibilities, and it clears space for me to be more creative and to be and to be more productive. But it also, you know, meditation is shown to do things like drop blood pressure mm-hmm. right and, and it's it's got all these physical effects um, whenever you just quiet your mind and so you know maybe you're not into meditation um, but like I said active renewal can be taking the time to go for a walk and just tell yourself without your damn phone without your phone sure um, and and just taking notice of all the things around you like we walk among so many freaking miracles in a day mm-hmm. that we don't even really see Mm-mm. at certain points in our lives, right? Like it's 75 degrees out in the middle of November. It's sunny. It's beautiful, right? Yesterday, instead of sitting in the office having meetings all day, I took three walks with three different people. I got to interact with them. I got to be out in the sun. I got to see the leaves changing, but yet it was still comfortable for me to be outside. My heart's beating, right? Like there are so many things that we can't explain Mm-hmm. that we should be thankful for. And, and whenever we can, I think you cannot feel restricted when you have gratitude. Yep. So I think what I'm trying to get at is if you're not a mind, if you're not a meditator, right? You just, for some reason or another, you can't sit still and do that, right? I think it's at the very least is to find things to be grateful for, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, things for yourself or I don't think that it has to be restricted to yourself. I think it can be really anything. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it can be anything. You know, and um, along that same line, taking some time to do some some breathing exercises, right? Because even just, uh, even just working on taking deep breaths increases your lung capacity, increases your aerobic function, right? There's, there's a, a host of physical benefits that breathing exercises can have. That is another form of, of meditation to a degree. Um, you know, there's a reason why martial arts are so closely correlated to mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, you know, lifting weights, um, going for a walk. Repetitive motion is also a form of meditation. Yep. Because yoga, it, you know. Yo, yeah. Re- repetitive motion that is not um, hugely stressful. Okay. Um, I think these are all really good things. But. I think at the end of the day, the biggest thing that you can do for yourself is write out all the reasons why you should believe in yourself, right? All the reasons why you can be the person and why you are the person who's going to be successful and the person who's going to be the most consistent because that's, those are one of the same. Yep. Agreed. Nothing uh, else? That, <laughs> oh, I, nope. That all right. sounds great on my end. So. All right. Good deal. Well, um... Yeah, that's that's what we got you for you for today. Um, if you liked what we have going on, um, episode one today was very much a piece of what we would consider to explain why we've had success with so many clients, right? Especially success with 
uh, specifically in the demographic of people who are looking to get stronger and lose weight over the age of 40 or 50, right? Mm-hmm. I think that these are a host of uh, concepts that parents and grandparents go through a lot, a host of concepts that um, most people, but but I think more often than not, people who are responsible for other people <laughs> yeah. see a lot more often. And that's really what we aim to do is, is to give you actionable advice and concepts that um, maybe you hadn't thought about. And we really want to rethink the concept of, of what health is so that you can def- redefine it on those days when you don't have 100% to give, yet you have grace, thankfulness, gratitude, and the ability to do something and know that something is enough on that day. Yep. So uh, with that said, again, this is Healthy Fit and Pain-Free Pittsburgh. Uh, Ryan Wade here with Dr. Tyler Bordick. And have a wonderful day. Love you all. Last picture I took, like literally, your face was just completely covered. Yeah, by yeah. I was trying to 